What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Volume. Jenkins and Jones is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Thursday, March 25th. I just almost completely fucked up the date read. That's how, that's the that's the atmosphere on the podcast right now. As always. <laughs> We're discombobulated. Jenkins and Jones is hosted by my good buddies on the internet and in real life. Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. How's it going? With Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. Hey, everybody. How you doing? How you doing? How you mama doing? How you mama doing? How mama doing? How you cousin? <laughs> I'm Mike, aka Guardy B. And uh, before we get into basketball and uh, cinnamon toast crunch and uh, Derek Jackson and the Suez Canal and a couple of segments you're going to be really interested in at the end of this show, uh, John had a question that I, we need to address. We need to address this. Okay. Okay. Which is, look. I want to be able to say I'm my, my age again in halves. You know, I, mean, I want to be like I'm 38 and a half. You know what I mean? Like I earned that half. I should be able to claim that. You know what I mean? Why did we stop using that? I have, I've wondered when was the year that we stopped using that? Because when you were nine and a half, you were 10 and a half, you were maybe 11 and a half. That's kind of where she gets a bit murky for me. Like, I feel like maybe when we started venturing towards teen, preteen years, we said, fuck that half because we thought we were grown or some shit. 
Yeah, I, 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 I believe world. when you're 12 and a half, you start saying I'm almost 13. Ah, the almost, that's the stipulation there. Yes. I, 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 almost is an adult half now that I think about it. So, how, so Sean, how old are you? Uh, I'm about to turn 13. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> 12 and a half, that's when you like, bro, relax with the half shit. You know bro, what I mean? I, bro, I, I, I feel like the scales go from super young kid being a half to preteen teen being almost and then old head status is damn near you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right like damn shit 40. Right, like, like shit damn damn near 40, 40 right, this right. right like that is the old head half right there you know what i mean i think damn near is better than half i'm gonna lean back oh yeah da- damn near is yeah yeah, yeah. Damn near tells me so much about you if I hear it because it's like you're a halfway cursing and then you're like not giving a fuck about accurate estimations and shit. And those are like my favorite type of people. People who don't give a fuck about specifics and people who like curse and shit. You know what I'm saying? And ain't tripping off their age either. I'm damn near yeah. like fuck the, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, I like I dig that. Yeah, yeah, because when a motherfucker says I'm damn near such and such, that's a yeah, motherfucker, I know I'm old, but I don't right, give right. a fuck admission. You know what I'm saying? Those are my favorite type of people too. So yeah, yeah. damn near tells me a lot about you. And if you say that, I'll probably fuck with you. The 29 forever, dude, I don't want mm-hmm. to be friends with that guy. Yeah, you I don't want to be, I mean? yeah, the, the, the tw- this is my 29th birthday for the sixth year or whatever. Yeah, time. yeah, cancel him. Yeah, fuck that <laughs> yeah. When my wife and I see on Facebook the happy birthday, honey, you turn 29 again, that's like an automatic, like, oh, we're not doing, like, you're not coming over when the pandemic's over, bro. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you're not. <laughs> You're not comfortable being who you are. You're a 40-year-old person who wants to pretend they're in their 20s. I remember my mom used to laugh. We'd be watching sports, and they'd do like a Maybelline ad, and they'll say, it'll make you look 10 years younger. And she'd just start cracking up. She'd say, great, I can look like I'm fucking 47. Like, get, that's you need to have that level of acceptance about your body on the planet Earth. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. Uh, speaking Embrace of, the age, man. That shit is a blessing, man. And on a serious note, for every sure. fucking day, every year is a blessing for it. Speaking of uh, embracing the situation, accepting it, it's oh, it, the, the NBA trade deadline <laughs> approacheth. That was so good. Mike, you're, you're, you're a Mike, journalist you're for real, this. man. God damn. I love that every time I pull off a halfway decent segue, you guys stop traffic. So you ain't even hitting us with the real shit. Like, right. Mike is like, bro, I'm just pulling this out of my ass. Like, <laughs> it's amateur hour. I'm chilling, bro. Right. Like, Mike's like, put me in front of a motherfucking computer and give me an hour to come up with some shit. Killing it. Yeah. Uh, well, the trade deadline approacheth, and uh, one. Kylius Laurius uh, appears appears to be headed out of Toronto. I just wanted to ask you guys, like, can you fucking imagine? Go, I mean, you know, some of the your job and pro sports analogies are stupid, but really think about you go to work and at lunch they're like, you might be in Detroit tomorrow, you know. Like you might have to close your lease out and right. move tomorrow. Like I don't know how these dudes function, bro. Like there's so much emotions wrapped up in that that it's just it's honestly beyond me. Kyle Lowry is the most important player that's ever played for the Raptors, right? Yes, absolutely. And they finna just ship that man off. You know what I mean? Like this isn't just like a Raptors player. This is the face of the franchise in entirety. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they will send his ass off to wherever makes more sense to them. Like that, I just couldn't imagine being that guy 
and you just have to do what whatever they tell you to do. You know what I mean? This game don't love nobody, man. But <laughs> but you know, Larry is like the perfect all-time Raptor, right? Because I mean, I'm, I say this with no ill intent because I know Canadians are sensitive as hell. But you know, Canadians kind of have the little brother inferiority complex to the to the United States, right? And then you got this guy who's the greatest player in your franchise's history, and he's six foot, gritty, does all the shit, super fucking smart, super high IQ player, right? And he he's leads a lot you to of a protein. Right, right, he's a lot of protein, and he leads your team to the championship. Like, and and he's the 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 you know the the most significant player you've ever had. Like, all six foot flat of him. So, um, you know, I can understand how this is. You know, I mean, I think all Toronto fans know this shit is a business, right? And it still hurts all the same. But, but yeah, um, it's 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 an interesting conundrum, and you know that's what we get when we come down to the whole business aspect of this shit, like it doesn't really matter what you contributed to your franchise. Cause very few franchises will take care of you when you're not, you know, giving a good return of an on investment, you know, even if you're Cal fucking Laurie, not a lot of dudes get that Kobe Bryant contract. Right. Oh, right. You know what right, I mean? Right, the, right, hey right. man, <laughs> thank you so much. You know, we like cash yeah. you out. You ain't quite, you know, what you were, but you right. still Kobe, you know what I mean? But I, I think, think LA would have ride it though. I mean, they, they, <laughs> LA, oh, yeah. LA would have <laughs> been up in Staples, the whole yeah. city, you know what I mean? Yes. Like the 60s would have ran in there, the 20s <laughs> Long Beach probably being that motherfucker too, you know, banging in that thing, you feel I, me? But I, I do think was. if you're a pro, if you're a pro athlete, you've probably left town, uh, your hometown for college. You probably knew, I mean, they, they, all these dudes know coming out of college, you know, my bags just have to be packed. Like I'm going to get a phone call saying I'm drafted. I'm going to be on an airplane that night to anywhere in the fucking country. Like, you know, you're kind of giving up control over your living situation, but especially for established dudes like Lowry, mm -hmm. like you have a favorite, you like, you know, where you get your groceries, you have your favorite restaurants. Like he's been living there for a while, bro. Yeah. And, and so that's the thing to me, like I can see moving teams in between seasons, but the idea of we're more than halfway through the basketball season, you're going to get traded tomorrow, have to go start over, find a new place to live, like unpack. Like, you know, like you, you, yeah. you, you're going to have to like get all your shit together. I don't know, man. It just, it, it, I, if I were in that situation, I would phone it in so hard that week. You would never even know that I was conscious. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and, and, and Lowry went out there and had the best fucking plus minus of the NBA season tonight. He was a plus 42, right? Like he didn't mail any of that shit in. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's a, that's the pro shit. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Toronto, That's a pro shit. He's been in Toronto nine years. And I didn't also also didn't know that Kyle Lowry's been in the league since 2006. I didn't. Oh yeah. I remember. He, I remember. I remember him Villanova going. Yeah, crazy. he was on that on that on, on that four guard Villanova squad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were fun, but I I just I didn't think it'd been that long. But yeah, not eight eight or nine years in in in, in Toronto, and it it matters not. It's not you know I mean? nuts. <laughs> Is there anything else game, you get, anything else you guys are looking for? Any magic you're hoping that the Lakers pull off or whatever? I mean, I don't think we're in the running. I don't want to be in the running for Kyle Lowry, to be completely honest with you. Um, you know what I mean? Like we I might I, need I, those charges in the playoffs, man. Those charges. <laughs> <laughs> taking those charges. We saw him taking an all-star game. We might need those in the playoffs. I'm you know? all in on Schroeder. I'm all in on Schroeder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's great. Give he's that great. man 38 minutes a game in the playoffs for real. 
Schroeder's one of the best backup point guards to me for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he was in Atlanta, he was great. Then he went to – when he was playing backup in OKC, he was solid. I'm he's, glad earned he's, he's, he's earned his shot. He's earned it. He's yeah, earned it. Sure. He's right where he's supposed to be. So, no, I hope we don't – I mean, I, the Lakers have been the right kind of patient. I don't think they're going to do anything crazy. I think everyone's been talking about Lowry to Miami or to Denver – that the Lakers are sort of an afterthought. I, I know the Lakers are in the buyout market for Andre Drummond, um, which, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just at this point surprised when anyone doesn't sign with the fucking Nets. <laughs> you know what I mean? God, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like they you said, get, they might get Jay bro. Yeah, I mean, these dudes, it's like the most – I mean, look, I'm not – I'm a LeBron fan and a Laker fan. I doubly can't talk shit on fucking super teams. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say there's been a little bit of an edge to this shit. Like, y'all really all signing with the Nets, bro? <laughs> like... Yeah. A lot of bad blood theories. They would say. <laughs> <laughs> the finals will be interesting. The finals will be interesting. I just hope everybody's healthy. You That's know what I mean? Yeah. I still like the Lakers' chances that everybody's healthy. I still think they, you know, they got that defense that can, you know, they can slow the, the, the Nets down more than the Nets can slow them down. You feel what I'm saying? SGA's out. Like, I just think everyone being healthy is a relative term. Like, that's just mm-hmm. not you, – you were talking about in the last episode, John, like, it's just not going to be that season. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people hurt, and it's – I mean, you know what I mean? Every week is another week. Like, we're marching towards the playoffs, bro. Right. There's more people getting hurt, not less. So, I don't know. We shall see. But shall our, see. Our best wishes to Kylius Laurius as he prepares to uh, <laughs> to, to embark on his next adventure. <laughs> yeah. should... That is a knight's name, Kylius Laurius. <laughs> you know We mean? need a graphic of the ref doing the charge call and, like, pushing him from Toronto to wherever he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's talk about uh, Steve Kerr was on uh, Real Ones with Logan Murdoch, our guy Logan. The homie. Um, great episode. Bro, man. Man, shouts to Logan Murdoch, man. Let's, yeah, let's – I don't even like call. I don't even like calling Lo- Logan a little bro anymore because he's a big dog in this shit right now. You know what I'm saying? Major moves. Shouts to Logan, bro. Got that ringer check, bro. Hey, yeah. I know. I mean, bro, he's he's been killing it. He got that. I got yeah. the you know that that opportunity. He got the platform. He's been killing it. You know, I love to see it. You know, what I mean, for sure. And so. he's doing it the way that I mean, he's the be- he's the best case scenario for like NBA media. He's right, doing right. It. it came from a homegrown, legitimate place of love. Mm-hmm. Um, he's intelligent about analytics, but without ruining it, the Being a nerd. fun of basketball. <laughs> Being yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, overly but, nerdy, overly nerdy. Like but he nerds, had a you know he had I mean? a great conversation on Real Ones with Steve Kerr. I definitely recommend everyone listen to it. I I thought it was a great interview. Um, and as is sort of the cycle at this point in NBA media and in really in all media, uh, as long as everything remains tied to social media. Um, Drew, who was it, Tyler? It was Drew Schriller. Drew Schriller, correct. Drew Schriller took a comment from Steve Kerr completely out of context. Completely out of context. Bro, like, did he try? Steve Kerr said, um, I have more fun, you know, during the 15-win season than I did in our, our, our last championship run. And Drew Schriller tweets out, like, Steve Kerr said, 
he had more fun going 15 and 55 yeah. than he did winning a championship with at Kevin you know, yeah. like, with Kevin. Durant. And he did so, say that. Yeah, but he didn't say right. that. You know, right? What I mean? the, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. The important lesson here is you cannot explicitly state what someone did not explicitly state. You know what I'm saying? Of course, it was technically the last year with Kevin Durant. Of course, that other year was technically the 15 and 50 season. But but Curry didn't say that. He wasn't um you know assigning any blame to anything. He just said I had more fun in this season than that season and you can't like you know put kd's name on that shit to kind of like you know assign ill intent because that wasn't kerr's intention you know what you i mean could just as easily have said i mean anything that you want to fit your narrative you could just as easily have said he had more fun coaching draymond when they were 15 and 50 he had more right. fun when clay was injured when they went 15 and 55 right, right, than right. He did you can make that a that. shot to whoever you want to in, put in it yeah so he actually, bit, though, KD bit, and that blew up. Spice. You know what I mean? If there's one thing KD's gonna do, he's gonna bite. <laughs> he, he's gonna be online like a motherfucker, <laughs> right? That's KD's brand. He is online. I was. Do you ever think KD will get the love that he should get? As he the, will. He will get it by not giving a fuck about it, and that seems to be the route that he's on. Okay. Like leaning all the way into not giving a shit about what people uh, think about you will actually increase the admiration that people have for you. That's how shit works, man. I love the I love, I, I love KD's quote. There's no his tweet during all this shit where people are like, "Bro, you need to chill out." And he said, "There's no relaxed champ. No relax <laughs> on Twitter. I'm on ten until the second I close the app. You relax." Yeah. <laughs> It's just weird when people talk about Katie, though. It's just odd to me because everybody acts like they don't see the seven-foot guard with ball handling drill. You know, they can they can shoot from anywhere with crazy handle that we see every but time I, he steps on the court. Yeah, but I, I want to talk about this Drew Schriller shit because I, I feel like we talk about the, you know, the, the sports media talks about the push and pull between old head, you know, reporters and analytics people. What the people in the league talk about is this. They say, you know, and Steve Kerr did like three minutes on this shit at the opening of his press conference. They're like, we open our locker room. We open our lives. You know, we have this mandated media time. And there are people out there who are deliberately just taking a quote, spinning a bunch of bullshit around it and putting it out. And then, and Kerr really expressed frustration, but he's like, it's going to be on all the fucking morning shows. I understand Kevin already responded. So now I know that's going to be the story. Like you can see what's, fr- and I, I, I simply, I don't normally sympathize with millionaire coaches and athletes complaining that they have to talk to reporters for 10 minutes, but I do understand the frustration with that because yeah. he, Steve Kerr's right when he says, this is part of the media ecosystem. Now this sort of quote, t- quote, tweet bullshit of taking stuff out of context like that's part of what drives the narrative at this point and it's genuinely not healthy like it's it's yeah. it's polluting the way people think of these figures because it's totally twisting what they're actually saying absolutely and and kerr is not he's not an outsider here for saying that you know the the, the final stretch of a dynasty was a fucking grind. Like if you listen to any player, any coach, you know, who's involved in a dynasty will tell you those last years are hell. You know what I'm saying? And I can totally understand how, how Curry enjoyed, you know, the promise of a new start with some young players who were eager to learn how that was more enjoyable than that grind. That was, you know, the 19, um, you know, the 18, 19 season. 
Everyone fucking says that. Everyone. Like, like, listen to Shaq, even after Kobe passed away, listen to Shaq talk about the end of their time in LA together. Like, it's different. It is a grind. Of course, it's a grind. Bronze talked about Everyone has talked about that. Like, it was a, it was a great interview with Logan, but that was a pretty unremarkable comment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think Bill Belichick says some shit about that. Like, there's a freedom in not having those expectations when you just get to coach and try right. shit. And you're working with people who aren't proven superstars. So you get to actually have an improvement arc that makes you feel like you're doing something as a coach. So anyway, I just thought that I thought that was worth bringing up because I do think that's the actual tension between the media and the NBA that's playing out. And a lot of that, a lot of that access was restricted during the COVID world. Like, is it coming back? You know what I mean? Are these dudes going to submit to, yeah, come in here while I'm getting dressed after playing basketball and mm-hmm. pepper me with bullshit? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we see how weird that shit is now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I mean, of course it's coming back. Of course you get to, we'll, get to, we'll get to access again. I think I think it will. But We'll see. I don't know that we're going to have photographers up in their butts under the baseline. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll we'll see, bro. I do think there will be some changes coming out of coming out of this stuff, but I guess we'll we'll see how all that plays out next season. The other Warriors stuck in the past, I think, as Colin Coward put it, uh, related news was uh, Draymond and Tony Allen, <laughs> like which feels like a uh, Mad Libs Twitter beef. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just pick two random fucking names and throw them down. But Draymond and Tony Allen were going at it. Uh, Tyler, aside from the fact that Tony Allen does not have a legitimate Twitter handle. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is that? A-A-O-O-O-O-G-G-9-6. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Where do you get that from? Was that just given to him? I feel like it. He just that, Homie put Anthony Allen in the sign-up, and that's what they gave him. A-A-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-
you know, he was the bulldog who'd lock in on a guy as soon as he crossed half court, right? Mm-hmm. And Draymond's whole shit is, you know, he's he's super fucking smart, super, you know, he, he knows when, when to make help rotations and all that. And they're just two different defenders, you know what I'm saying? So I can't even say which one is better. But like I said, I, I personally would prefer Rod. Draymond's the quarterback of the defense too, though. You know right. what I mean? So he's just not defending himself. He's making sure everybody else is in their position as well. So I get that, but... He also had a central role in the era of the NBA where that changed into the way that defenses are played as Mm -hmm. Candace Parker was explaining to Shaquille O'Neal, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a big part of that. His intelligence and his versatility was a big part of that. So he's got a case to be made there. I listen, we have to, for whatever reason, talk about who the greatest quarterback of all time is and who the greatest basketball player of all time is. We don't need to pretend <laughs> that there's any way to determine who the greatest fucking defender in yeah. NBA history is, bro. Like, yeah. you're, like how do you want to stack up uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell against right. Dennis Rodman or Draymond Green? Yeah, like, right. it, it's just, it doesn't work like that. The things they're defending against have changed so much. Yeah. The style of defense, as we just said, between that's my guy i got him all game to okay i'm one part of a five-part moving symphony <laughs> you know like yeah. there's no you, you can't pick one guy out and say that yes yes you know? and he I, knows that too by the way yeah yeah I, I absolutely agree because like i said i've got my favorite defender ever and i'm not passionate about that at all if you don't agree it's like okay well yeah, yeah okay <laughs> i don't give a fuck right <laughs> right but you, but you know i personally prefer ramen because this is a dude who would you know motherfucking give the point guard hell give Shaq hell so that's my guy but i don't have a favorite defender because a big part of life is knowing not what to give a fuck about you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) i'm a big robin fan though you know what i'm saying so so, so that's probably where that plays a part I fuck with Robin. I fuck with a lot of players that play defense, but I'm not out here like I don't have a ranking though. Right. I don't have a power yeah. ranking. Yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. If if I, if I wasn't a big Robin guy, I don't think I'd give a fuck about who I think was the best was the best. Yeah, player. yeah. Here, so. I, listen, I, I love watching Dennis Schroeder play defense. Here's what I think when I when he's really getting into someone. Oh, he's playing great defense. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and then yeah, moving yeah. on, like and, and then when he blows by somebody for like a little floater, like, let's oh, go, Schroeder. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's go, Diddy. Let's go, baby. You feel me? I don't know, man. But you know, good for Draymond, bro. Draymond's feeling himself. I mean, why not? May and as he's well, bro. So fucking good. I mean, like, dude. He's, he you guys know what the Overton window is? You know what the Overton window is? Where it's like, uh, it's it's the window of expectation. So they say, mm-hmm. like, it, it's the it's Tyler's it's standard uh, business negotiation or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I what what do you want your starting salary to be? Well, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars, so I'm gonna say a hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You've shifted the Overton window up by saying that, right? So yeah. I feel like Draymond's smart enough to just be like. I'm going to just say I'm the best ever. And then everyone will be like, well, he's got to be top three. I mean, <laughs> he's making that hall push. He's making that hall of fame push right now. He's starting he early, knows you starting nervous. You know what I mean? The, the caboose fell off the back of the train a little bit, bro. A little bit. Now he's like, let <laughs> yeah. me, you know, he ain't got the game to kind of pick it up. So it's like, let me put this mouthpiece to work. I respect <laughs> it. You know, high IQ play by Draymond there. You know those hot takes you post on social media? Well, now you can win up to $5,000 when you put those takes to the test on FanDuel. It's a new game called Over Under, and it's absolutely free to play on FanDuel. Here's how it works. FanDuel will set lines on things like total points or three-pointers made during every NBA on TNT broadcast. All you have to do is pick over or under for every prop. 
your picks could win you a share of $5,000 during every contest. FanDuel is the exclusive home for Over Under, and it's available in all 50 states so you can play from anywhere. All you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash over under and sign up now if you haven't done so already. Just create a new FanDuel account. If you don't already have one, it takes less than two minutes to sign up. Then put your takes to the test during every NBA on TNT broadcast at fanduel.com slash over under. They could be worth up to $5,000. Age and local restrictions apply. See fanduel.com for terms and conditions. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Um, okay, we uh, Tyler and I both uh, loved this tweet by Jared Wade, uh, Jared underscore Wade on Twitter. Uh, so in response to NBA MVP talk, 
here's this take from Jared. There is no NBA MVP this season, and it's beautiful to see y'all pointless decade-long obsession become so obviously pointless to everyone at once. I've never been happier. <laughs> you could hear the evil villain laugh. Like, <laughs> you could, you know, he was so excited to get that shit off. You feel me? The best feeling on Twitter is when someone takes a sentiment that you vaguely had in your head and puts it into words so perfectly that you can feel the thought crystallize. You're like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Like, the, yeah. yes, that's like, you feel like you found it. You're like, this was the one. <laughs> yes, I, you know, I, I love that. And I'm about to fucking nerd the fuck out. What was, I, I know Mike, you can probably follow me here. There was an, um, an author who wrote about going back to their childhood home and it wasn't there anymore. And they wrote like, there is no there there. Was it, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't know who the fuck said that, but like that's something that, that always The past is and, not past. <laughs> Faulkner said that shit about the South because the South yes. is stuck in motherfucking 1853 or whatever. Right. But yeah, right. there was, I think it was, I don't know. I think it was, it was a female author, maybe like Gertrude Steiner or some shit. But she said, okay. there is no there there when she went back to her hometown. And I feel like this was the fucking NBA basketball. There is no there there shit, right? Like, no you know, there there. Yeah, right. Like the MVP does not exist this season. But, um, you know, I, I I do think that the the MVP discussion has got quote unquote toxic, right? You gotta shit on guys to build your guy up, and that shit was never really what we did coming up. You know what I'm saying? That's so. NBA conversations as a whole now, though. That's true too. You know what I mean? Like we we respected. I mean, I, I don't want to. I'm really about to be an uncle ass motherfucker right now. I'm gonna be got a goddamn almost a motherfucker goddamn motherfucker goddamn almost forty. John's about know? to kick the door of the minivan <laughs> open. <laughs> <laughs> in the air and sashay his way out right no but like yeah i feel like we we knew that we respected all the guys you know what i mean like nobody was yeah. like this motherfucker trash he didn't you know like you see people were like talking shit about Giannis to you know or talking shit about harden to lift up Giannis, and like that's every conversation now you can't have a conversation about basketball without shitting on somebody else well, the new reply guy shit on Twitter, if you look at anything that Braun or KD or any of these dudes posts is like, everything is win a real ring. Um, Steph carried you. Steph carried it's KD. Like, Steph, you watch, did you watch but it's not a, But it's just like, no, no one believes that. It's just the like, the- No, I think, no, I think the people, I think a lot of people that say it believe that shit. I think especially I, with this I Steph carrying KD yeah. shit. I, I feel like when you see a reply guy who's like, you know, Steph's the GOAT, 03872, you know they're bullshitting when they say that. They don't truly believe that. They're just trying to, they're just trying to be fucking controversial and trolling. They're trolling the concept of trolling. You know right. what I mean? They're like, I'm so sarcastic that I'm being genuine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I see them in there eating pizza every fucking day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sweating fucking saliva and just talking wild shit on Twitter. I think these people actually exist. Uh, <laughs> the others. That's what I see. The others. I well, the worst thing that happened, and I will never forgive KD for this. The worst thing that happened is these fucking dudes found out that these NBA guys read their mentions. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and take the shit personally, mm -hmm. you know? And I think someone just said this about Jay-Z, 
Like the reason he's not on social media is because he's the most sensitive motherfucker on planet Earth. Okay, and good right? for him. That's high self-awareness right there. Yeah, but like now that, everyone, now that everyone knows I could say some shit to KD and he might not respond to me, but he actually is reading it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they're getting off on that to an extent. And so it's kind of contributed to that toxicity that John was just talking about. Because yeah, like... When we were kids, no one said, well, I like this guy, so Sean Kemp's a bum. You right. Know I mean? like, no. <laughs> nobody said Weber was trash or, yeah, right. you yeah. know, Dennis Rodman's garbage. I, you know, I'm a Shaq guy. You know, it's none of that. It was none of that. You know what I mean? Rodman doesn't stretch the floor. But... Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, this is a whole new social media phenomenon. But so it is, You're right. There's no and, and I feel like there's no turning back from this shit. This, this is how it's going to be from – here moving forward we did clown david robinson when elijah Wan gave him the <laughs> what, what <do> <laughs> i couldn't do nothing with it. I, I forget what the, <laughs> that interview was hilarious we should play that shit that shit was crazy i remember laughing at them and those those, those like nba documentary films with like the best yeah. matchups and it showed his like yeah we, we clowned him for that but we didn't yeah we didn't say that d rob wasn't a solid player he just got cooked one night I think, the, I think the worst thing I said about like all time greats as a younger basketball fan was we just used to clown uh, Duncan for being so boring. Like Lakers fans used to just be like, we used to just make fun of all the time. Like you're Big getting a blow job, but you're making a Tim Duncan face. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but, but no one was ever like, he sucks. You know, never. Like, never. <laughs> we knew we was yeah. all scared of him. Right. You know, Duncan came to town. We knew he was going to give you that 2010. You feel me? So I don't know, man, but I, I did enjoy that commentary because he's exactly right. Tyler's exactly right. There is no there there. I know we're going to award the MVP. I know it's something that we're going to talk about on this show and that is going to be a, a, a subject of interest to people. But it's exactly what you just said. Like, I saw someone trying to lift up Jokic by talking shit on Go Bear. And then I saw someone trying to lift up Go Bear by talking shit on Jokic. Just like, is it really that why would you take that y'all, bro? Yeah, like, why would you? For real? I, I, get the, I get one angle. The other one doesn't make the same, the same like, amount of sense to me. No, bro. it was like, Go Bear is the most important player and best player on the best team in basketball. And this is how he's valuable in ways that Jokic is. So, like, yeah. <laughs> right. I don't give a fuck. Boring. You give Go Bear that MVP, I am going to. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to Adam Silver. I will send that bitch snail mail through the U.S. Postal Service if you give Gobert that motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, man. All right. Uh, moving on from basketball, John, uh, you've been our you've been our guy on the Derek Jackson beat. Break, break it. Break, okay, I have not paid any attention to this shit, bro. Can you explain this to me in 30 seconds or less? I'll keep it a stack. I didn't know who the fuck this man was no prior to this shit. I never heard of this dude, but he got millions of a million followers, or whatever. But he's like a social media relationship guru, right? And he just came out saying that, you know, the guru that everybody's getting advice from for relationships was out here dragging dick all through the internet. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and he was holding his lady's hand the entire time. So he did an apology video. That's and the one thing I he saw. He did an apology like video, but he, hand, this, right? he covers other videos, right? Like one thing he'll do is he'll like watch a video, then he'll give his reaction. 
and he covered his own apology video, bro. That's some sociopath shit. Bro. That is some, and and, and, and and then had his own back in it. Like, well, this, like, talked about himself in the third person, and this guy at least, you know, made no excuses about his actions. What? <laughs> and then you see his, his, his you know, his, 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 um, you know, his wife, you know, she was catching hell. She was talking about her bonnet was, you know, like uh, protecting her. Yeah, like, like the helmet of God or something. The some, helmet, some like, shit, yeah. bro. Like it was, it's, <laughs> it's very internet-y. It's the thing of this month. You know what I mean? Like every month, like, you know what I'm saying? Every month is a thing, it's the thing of this month, but. Uh, where do these people come from? It's so weird that no, you have so many followers, they're and I've never money, heard of this man ever. You said they're what? Making money, money, bro, bro. And that YouTube followers. Go ahead, go bro. Ahead, go that, ahead. that YouTube influencer world is a world I know nothing about, and there are so many multimillionaires over there, and I do not know who the fuck anyone is. Like I just know Logan Paul because I hate how much money he's making off of YouTube. I guess the only reason I know who that motherfucker is, like that YouTube celebrity world is a whole different world bro we are yeah. about youtube influencers the way the toxic basketball people are about basketball bro like they're all <laughs> trash to me logan paul <laughs> there are a couple cool gamers that are making money off youtube oh, that I'm a fan of, oh, you know? here, here, here comes mr twitch guy <laughs> no no this dude swag black dude you know he just bought a, like a a half a million dollar car Damn. from just right nick i'm telling you he man he brought this half a million dollar whip but mercedes like AMG Bert. I can't even pronounce the fucking shit because I'm not rich enough to know what the fuck. We're all is, 10 bro. years too old because what happened is we we graduated college at a time when there were social media platforms that were like, hey, we were talking about this with Zach. We were talking about this with Zach Fox. We graduated at a time when it was like, come be funny on my platform for free. And you were happy. And you are still because yeah. it was creative and it was fun right. and it was funny. But for everyone who's five years younger than us down forever, it's, hey, if you're moderately funny and you're 23 years old, get on Twitch, get on YouTube, get on a podcast and monetize being entertaining, bro. Like what's, right the fuck away. And it's with a capital what? M in monetizing. <laughs> what's really wild is like how crazy we truly were back then. Cause now you got to kind of clean it up a little bit, right? We were some wild boys back in the day. Could you imagine <laughs> how crazy we, we had Twitch in the nineties? Oh you know what God. I mean? Oh my God. I mean, we'd be rich, but we, <laughs> like, <laughs> we became kids like a motherfucker, but we yeah. We have to explain this to do to our, to our kids, you know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't be doing I mean? fucking FanDuel reads right now. I'll tell you yeah. that, bro. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah. Imagine um, those college conversations on Twitch. You know what I mean? We were up till 2 a.m. having the funniest conversations every night. Every well, my, night, every you know member I mean? of my college newspaper almost got kicked out of Long Beach State like four times, bro. bro we got the best people. Twice. We got sued twice while we were in college. <laughs> if we had smartphones at that time, yeah, yeah. You'd be bronze neighbor right now, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? If we had Twitch. With the that dog, I'll be like, "What up, what up, LeBron? You know, what up, Brian LB? Brian. What up, LB? Yeah. You know what LB. I mean? We have a whole nickname, but it'd be the homie, dog. Like, come on, man. Oh, monetize fuck. that shit. You know, what um, I mean? 
The other way to get rich is to do what uh, may or may not have been done. Maybe just get some shrimp tails and a box of cereal and fucking go to town. Uh, <laughs> you know? So I, Tyler and I, uh, I think John has started to separate himself from Twitter a little good bit. Good for him. You know, I'm in a way so that's jealous. Really emotionally healthy. <laughs> Tyler and I have been locked the fuck in on <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch shrimp shit, bro, through every twist and turn. <laughs> Explain it all the way to me. I just know a Topanga's husband. Well, hold on. We didn't know all that. And we didn't know that. that until later. Yeah. Okay, First okay. thing was oh, yeah. this dude. What's his name, Tyler? Jackson Carp. 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 Yeah, something Carp. Jackson Carp or some shit. Yeah. He tweeted a picture of an open box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch with some shrimp tails that had come out of it alongside some cereal. And I will say this. People are questioning the validity of this, but that looked like some factory encrusted cinnamon fucking frosting on those motherfucking shrimp tails. I'll get, you know, like if this is a scam, or whatever, he definitely did his fucking homework and he put in work on that shit. He but. went to Michael's and had to buy like shit to create it, to make it like that's right. He if he did that really shit. Really <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's a $1 million NFT if, if it's a lie. Right. <laughs> non fungible token. Yeah. Yeah. shrimp tails um, <laughs> but but cinnamon toast crunch who i guess understandably didn't have their social media person do the 30-day crisis management seminar because it's cinnamon toast crunch the it wasn't handled the the way you would have handled it they literally they, they hit him up and they're like take it to the cops yeah <laughs> no no they, they first stopped out they're like no that's not a shrimp tail that's just like a fucking you know clumping of cinnamon seasoning on <laughs> yeah you saw that shit like what the fuck no that's yeah. a shrimp tail someone who eats a lot of motherfucking shrimp that's a motherfucking shrimp tail i started gagging when i first read the thing bro like yeah. imagining because they're basically telling him you could eat it you could eat that you know <laughs> right <laughs> like, like go, go ahead and chop down go that shit with some milk dog you'll be all right you know what I mean? yeah go ahead and, and chop down on that salmonella fucking <laughs> on that food poisoning chuck you got there buddy cinnamon yeah. dip salmonella you know what i mean so, <laughs> okay. so from this from this point on john we everyone goes okay his last name is carp that's crazy you know his fish shrimp whatever and then people realize that he's married to topanga from boy meets world which yeah. was really crazy and then everyone realized that it's hot carl the, the rapper. rapper yeah <laughs> And then from NBA Live, yeah, yes. from Live 03, yeah. <laughs> what? And then Mary Hot Carl. Yeah, she yeah, Tamanga Mary Hot Carl, bro. Isn't she like a fucking like astrophysicist or some shit? Like, I don't know, what? bro. Oh, anyway, go ahead. But anyway, um, then as happens with Twitter, anytime anyone gets popular overnight, it turns out he's a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most Twitter ass story ever, right? A fucking guy who's who's mildly famous got a blue check. And, you know, he, he comes into this fucking ridiculous circumstance with a corporation who fires back some terrible tweets at him. Then we find out he's the pinkest husband. And then we find out he's a piece of shit on top of that, right? Like, that, is, that hits every checklist on the Twitter-ass Twitter story. <laughs> what the fuck? But, yeah. Uh, Tyler's the, the, tweet. The, the, the milkshake duck 
thing was was you know people his ex is saying he was an emotionally abusive guy so which is also the which is also the other thing that has to happen on twitter because it's like of well, course fucking of course he was you know what i mean he's a he's a male human being so like right. of course he's a piece of shit uh but <laughs> tyler's tyler's tweet was perfect wow topanga's husband who found the shrimp in his cereal is getting milkshake ducked nothing makes you feel like more of a dweeb than having moments like this when you realize how deep you are in this twitter shit and i'm gonna say i just tied a bow on it because i just read the tweet about how deep we are in the twitter shit on our podcast (laughs) (laughs) so we we took this to the whole podcast yeah that is we're some dorks man i genuinely was so disgusted with myself for understanding everything in that sentence that i tweeted yeah so disgusted so here's one that uh we could feel better this this will make you feel better about yourself regardless of what you do for a living is you did not have nearly as bad a day as the helmsman for the evergreen container ship that wedged itself sideways across the suez canal which daily has a third of the world's shipped goods globally passing through it Uh, causing a backup of quite some time. It looks like they've been able to pull it mostly out of the way to allow one-way traffic, but there's literally miles of backed up container ships. We have uh, one of the country's biggest ports in Long Beach, so I see these ships off our coast all the time. They are fucking huge. This dude accidentally parked a ship that is as big as the Empire State Building. God damn. What? Sideways across a canal through which a third of the world's goods pass <laughs> as part of the global supply chain, bro. Like, Does anybody know how he did it? Like, how, how, did it, how was this done? I believe that it was a combination of like a strong wind slight inattention and one of the tugboats because they use tugboats to pull these ships through um having some sort of a malfunction but if you see the picture you can see how big the ships are so who's getting fired is it him the tugboat driver like somebody (laughs) somebody fired 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 might be fired might be generous bro i mean is you're talking about and all that shit's insured with delivery times and stuff i mean that's it's probably a billion dollar fuck up at a minimum yeah that's that's just so wild to me that there's one or you know two or three dudes out there and like their whole department knows they fucked up everything on a worldwide scale, right? I'm like, how do those dudes or that dude feel right about now, bro? That's all I've been thinking about during this story. Did you like, see the picture of the guy? <laughs> nah, it's like a hostage video. He's like, <laughs> I'll try and describe the face. It's the white guy smile face, but without the oh, smile. Man. It's the most like, uh. <laughs> it's it, It's the lip tuck with no smirk. A hundred percent. Oh my God. But it is so awkward. If I literally finish, we finish recording, I go out and I look at my wife and I say Suez Canal, she will start cringing so hard. She'll get a cramp, bro. (laughs) Do y'all not think, do y'all not think it's crazy that three people have the power? Like, is that an issue with the system where three people fucking up can make a billion dollar mistake? 
I think it's a perfect storm. I think it's like like there was so much shit that had to go wrong here. You know, like like Mike mentioned the tugboats. You know, this is the biggest fucking you know a fucking ocean liner, fucking Empire State Building size, and someone in the control room had to be slack. Like it was so much shit that had to go wrong here for this to happen. And this is like the first time I think it's ever happened. So yeah, hold on, I'm I'm sure we don't have this, but <laughs> fucking. Oh, hold on. That's not a legit picture. <laughs> okay, so they sure. made that picture up. That was a that was a meme that was, that was a- <laughs> doctored. They doctored that up with a little bit of Photoshop. I'm trying to find. He did. Uh, he did give an interview, and it was just it, it's horrific, man. I literally like. I feel so horrible. I can, I just I can't imagine. I've had bad days at work. You, we've all had bad days at work. But mm-hmm. I mean, they said they might not be able to completely move it out of the way till Monday. God damn. Because how do you move the Empire State Building? Right. You know what Water. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, if you look at the picture, they're trying to dig it out with just like a little earth mover, like a little excavator mm-hmm. that is not meant, like there isn't equipment to, to move these things. It doesn't exist. Like they're the biggest things on earth. Like <laughs> Anyway, good luck Suez Canal guy, bro. I mean, we wish you the best of luck you know subscribe make sure you give us five stars <laughs> catch up on some catch up on some back episodes of jenkins and jones we're here, right. we're here for you man all right not really but we are <laughs> yeah. open a limited time 11 month certificate at kemba financial credit union at 5.25 percent apy it's more than triple the national average plus it's a safe and secure way to Grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful Beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) 
Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to say the name of the next segment and then I'm just going to hand it to John. But this is Cock Talk. With Lejethro. Take it away, John. <laughs> ah! Okay, look, there was a meme, right? All right, where the person said, fuck fake moaning. If that dick bad, pull that nigga close and start booing in his ear, right? <laughs> and so I reset it on my IG, you feel me? And I was like, if I'm dropping off some weak ass cock and a woman does that to me, I'm going to burst out laughing. Like she pulls me in, is like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, I'm gonna, yo, we gotta be friends after, you feel me? <laughs> I might not have found love, but I found a bestie, you feel me? And everybody was on my head because I said dropping off some cock. I've said cockarooski on here a number of times, you know what I mean? I didn't know this word was so, I would like, I didn't know Instagram was such an anti-cock place. Is that word- Not just Instagram, bro. It's a planet Earth. Like you sound like a pervert. You sound like a pervert saying that word, bro. It's not like C-U-N-T, is it? It's not like that, right? Oh, not at all. Not at all. It's just gross. It's just gross, bro. I mean, but thing is like, bro, like when I thought about it and everybody, it's an aggressive word. And you only hear it in porn. I think that's what everyone was saying was like, does this dude think he's a fucking porn star? What's wild is, me and Tyler are talking about this. I don't even watch porn, dog. I really just said the word. And I said it really casually, which probably made it more disgusting to people. I don't know. I didn't that's know that that's that's exactly what it was because when people hear cockaroosky, they know you're joking. Okay. People heard you say cock, and and and, and that was like an intervention moment. Like, is this guy really out here, really saying cock in is my genuine conversation? C A W K right now. <laughs> no, but I was just like, oh, I mean, it was the story was funny to me. Like, I'm dropping off some weak ass cock, and da, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I, I just didn't know it was such a big deal, but I was getting flamed for like 24 hours and the people are really funny that follow me. They was really clowning it. Somebody called me a, <laughs> you say, what type of uh, porn star pirate shit is this? <laughs> I've never been even thought about a porn star pirate. And porn, pirate porn sounds like it stinks, by the way, too. Like, I, you know what I mean? But <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, they was clowning the shit out of me for that. I didn't know that word was the, such so weird. I didn't know it was, I don't know. I thought it was fun, but whatever. I think everyone is down to clown it and very few people are down to like say it seriously. And I think they didn't know if you were saying it seriously or not. I, I mean, I just said it. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not talking about dropping dick off seriously online anyway. You feel me? Like, 
Maybe I am, but you know, like <laughs> not, not in this situation. <laughs> anyway, that was just lesson learned. Please let it be known when you, if you're saying cock earnestly or jokingly in the future. I've yelled. I've I've saying I've said cockaroni. I've actually sang to my friend cockaroo. I was like cockaroo. You know what I mean? Like I've said that in so many different ways, and nobody's ever responded in that way. You feel me? But uh, that was, I know now. That was cock talk with Lejethro. Thank you. For, <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for enlightening. Yes. And now it's time for my favorite segment on Jenkins and Jones, the Let Me Goddamn History Hour with Dragonfly Jones. Let me goddamn, motherfucker. <laughs> Let me goddamn. All right. All right. So yeah, you know, I figured I would I would string shit together a bit this week, like. You know, the other week I talked about Genghis Khan and, you know, then Mike followed up with like, you know, extinction level event shit. And if you listen to my Genghis Khan bit, I mentioned how some historians think that, you know, through all the mass murder that he created, all the deforestation that he created, that he helped drive the Black Plague because, you know, rats didn't have humans to, to live off of. They, they didn't have a forced living. So they migrated eastwards to the, you, you know, to Europe and help kick that off to people who don't know that the, the, the bubonic plague was started by fleas that live on rats so rats were the transporters of that plague and with that said <laughs> let me goddamn let me goddamn we are going to talk some 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 dark existential fucking end of humanity shit as we always seem to do on these motherfucking panels you know what i'm saying so um so yeah i i you know like i said some historians theorize that Genghis Khan helped start that with all the destruction and the death that he created that drove the rats eastward and there's another theory that pope gregory the ninth which it let's stop there for a second because how the fuck are there nine Gregories already as popes in 13 fucking 40? How many fucking popes are there? Dog? What we were on our ninth Gregory in 1340? <laughs> right? God damn. But yeah, so you know, and there's other historians who who theorize that that Pope Gregory the ninth helped you know, the spread of the bubonic plague because he issued an edict that called for the, you know, the mass murdering of cats, of house cats, because, you know, he thought that they were like, um, you know, satanic and shit. So yeah, so you got all these rats migrating eastward. And then eastward in Europe, you have the Pope, you know, mandating that cats be murdered. So that was like a perfect storm you imagine you're a good Catholic and you're sitting at home with you. I know that their pets were functional things. They weren't like beloved the way that pets are now, but you imagine yeah. you're looking at your, I'm imagine looking at my 25 pound cat, Pablo, like I'm a good Catholic. And the Pope you, is the voice of God. You gotta go. You've killed like Sorry, eight, Pablo. You, right. You've killed like eight mice that have been in our grain barrel, but you gotta go now. <laughs> That's what God said. It's time for you to get murdered. They were right? scared of everything back then, bro. Could I you imagine that. bringing them now? They would die just at the sight of what happens. You know what I mean? Like, so weird. So, yes. So, there are historians who theorize that, you know, Genghis Khan's 
you know, campaign that that led to, you know, mass murder and deforestation that helped drive the rats eastward. And then it was a perfect storm because Pope Gregory the Ninth said, yo, you we got to kill all these cats. And that's why they're saying the bubonic plague might have thrived. So with that said, it's there's a lesson to be learned here. It's and time the, for the Lemmy Goddamn lesson. Yeah, of the it's week. time for the Lemmy Goddamn. <laughs> there's lesson Lemmy of. Goddamn levels like one, yeah. two, three. There's this is sectioned yeah. off, you know, part one yeah. of Lemmy Goddamn. This we're, we're know, part three. Now we on Goddamn part three of the Goddamn Lemmy Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you know, um, um, quick snapshot of the bubonic plague. Like they estimate that it killed from thirty to sixty percent of Europe, right? Like two hundred million people or so died so like if you were in europe in the 1340s either you were going to die or a lot of people close to you were going to die right and do you know how they defeated the black plague because it lasted for seven years just which is yeah that's a lifetime in the fucking right century right that's like that's like a fourth of everybody's life you know you're 28 you're a fuck you you know you got a cane back then you know what i mean lasted for seven years killed 200 million people but do you know how they defeated it Huh. Quarantining. They defeated the Black Plague by quarantining. And, you know, of course, 14th century people didn't understand the dynamics of microbiology and, and, and infectious, you know, viruses and, and infectious bacteria and such. They thought it was like a curse, right? Exactly, exactly. They thought it was a curse. And we'll get back to that insemination. Put a pin in that. But... Uh, <laughs> But they defeated it because they knew that, you know, they didn't understand how, of course, microbiology worked, but they knew that being close to people who had it meant you would get it sooner or later. Right. And so they defeated it by quarantining. And the first major like metropolitan area to institute quarantining was Venice. You know, it's, it's a port city, river city. And, you know, they depend so much on, on, on cargo and shit coming in. But they had a policy where they would not let sailors and ships you know, unboard for 40 days. And that's where the word quarantine actually comes from. If you, if we get into some etymology shit, like, you know, if, you know, Italian is, is rooted in Latin, you know, quad is four, teen is 10, four and 10. They, they had them stay on the ships for 40 days before they allowed them, you know, to, 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 to unboard and bring their cargo, whatever the fuck. So, lesson learned here you know i've always said that even before this this coronavirus shit my whole theory was like humanity is going to be taken out by like a fucking pandemic by like a virus or or a fucking contagious bacteria that just wipes all this out and i think before coronavirus i was probably like plus 500 with with vegas but after we've seen how we handle this coronavirus shit i'm probably like minus 130 on the on the odds with that you know what i'm saying <laughs> i think that's really what's going to take us out but i think there's something to be learned here about how global conflict climate change you know instant you know helped spurn a fucking pandemic and quarantining helped fucking corral that pandemic are humans going to learn from this absolutely not we are dumb as fuck <laughs> we will not learn from this <laughs> but i just thought that that was an interesting parallel because you know the greatest plague that we've ever seen in, in the history of humanity has so many you know layers and, and backgrounds of shit that's going on today and then the way we defeated it was something that we could have defeated coronavirus with today so there we have it let me goddamn. that's crazy <laughs> as fuck yeah 
I I, I want to say this too. We love Jenkins and Jones listeners. We love you. I, I It's so great. We put an episode up with a fucking let me goddamn history hour or the blow your mind shit. And we wake up the next day and it's just like 30 people who just like want to talk to us about like, extinction level events someone tweeted like <laughs> shout out to whoever was tweeting at us about zoroastrianism bro mm-hmm. like you know what i mean i just i love that i know we like talking basketball and everything else too but i love that we talk about weird shit that interests us at the end of the podcast and the people are like yes tell us this more is what i came tell for. Us more. <laughs> right <laughs> oh and uh, i forgot mike the, the shit that you were talking about like you know the whole religious aspect of it there's also historians who theorize that the custom of saying bless you after someone sneezes originated from the black clay because excessive sneezing was a symptom. And so like, that was like them saying, yo, you're about to die. <laughs> May God have mercy on your soul in that sense. You know what I'm saying? So that's wow. where a lot of the historians theorize bless you came from. And also the, you know, the ring around the posy nursery, some rhyme that we all know. Yeah. That is alluding to the black plague yeah. too, because one of these symptoms was you'd have like black welts with rings around them and ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Ashes, ashes, we're all human and we're all gonna die. Mm-hmm. A lot of nursery rhymes and fucking fairy tales are fucking gruesome. Dark as hell. Dark as fuck, but yeah. Uh, someday we can get we'll do a segment on uh, Grimm's fairy tales on the original like the original fairy tales behind all these kids stories that you hear like how at the end of Cinderella like the stepsisters were getting their eyeballs plucked out by crows and shit and just the original stories were crazy as fuck Um, all right that's been another episode of Jenkins and Jones thank you so much for tuning in as always rate review subscribe us uh, also check out Catching Fades with Aqib Talib. He had John Fox on this week. It was a really good interview. Next week, he's got an awesome interview with his wife and daughter. So be sure to check that show out as well. And we will talk to all you guys on Monday. Bye. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash 
slash iHeart. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.